I want, I just want to tell you, pay attention. Don't be distracted. The Word of God is the power. The gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God unto salvation. The Word will change your life. Amen? The Word don't ever get old. Please do not ever get to the place where you think, I've heard that before. Because if the word is true and it's real, it never gets old. If it's gotten old, listen to me when I say this. If it's gotten old, it's not because you've got it. It's because you've lost it. Because if it was still real to you, you would still get excited about it. Amen. And um, so I want you. I want you to hear the word this morning. And it's gonna. It, it, this is gonna be a message that will empower you and equip you to keep on keeping on. And uh, before we get into it, um, there's a, uh, a very well-known philosopher, a very wise man, and, uh, and I wanted him to come and introduce the message this morning, but I couldn't get him here, so we did the next best thing. We captured him on video. And so I want to encourage you to listen. If you could, turn down the TV lights, and uh, let's hear the, the wisdom from a world-renowned philosopher. to fit right here. I'd hold you up and say to your mother, this kid's gonna be the best kid in the world. This kid's gonna be somebody better than anybody ever knew. And you grew up good and wonderful. It was great just watching you. Every day was like a privilege. Then the time come for you to be your own man and take on the world, and you did. But somewhere along the line, you changed. You stopped being you. You let people stick a finger in your face and tell you you're no good. And when things got hard, you started looking for something to blame, like a big shadow. Let me tell you something you already know. The world ain't all sunshine and rainbows. It's a very mean and nasty place, and I don't care how tough you are, it will beat you to your knees and keep you there permanently if you let it. You, me, or nobody is gonna hit as hard as life. But it ain't about how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Now, if you know what you're worth, now go out and get what you're worth. But you got to be willing to take the hits and not pointing fingers saying you ain't where you want to be because of him or her or anybody. On, Cowards do that and that ain't you. You're better than that. I'm always going to love you no matter what, no matter what happens. You're my son, you're my blood. You're the best thing in my life. But until you start believing in yourself, you ain't going to have a life. Amen. Years ago, let's lift our hands. This is such an important message. I want you to get it. It won't be long. Father, I pray that you would empower my words this morning. Lord, that you would encourage hearts and strengthen souls. For those who have been beat up and beat back and knocked down, be the lifter of their heads this morning. Cause them to rise again. 
For your people are a victorious people. I pray, Father, that that would be the image we have of ourselves. That we would understand and know we are not the abandoned, not the defeated. We are not losers. But, Father, we are, through Christ, overcomers, conquerors, champions. In Jesus' name. Amen? This morning I want to share with you a message entitled, Get Back Up. As we begin, I want to remind you, Solomon said, first off, aren't you impressed that we got Monsignor Roque to speak to us this morning? And those are wise words, because I tell you, the truth is, listen, if, if we've been on this planet for more than 10 years, we've recognized and realized it can be rough. In fact, I've said many times, life is so rough, ain't none of us going to make it out alive. And um, it doesn't matter, listen, before it doesn't matter whether you're in Christ or out of Christ, you're going to get hit. So it's much better to get hit in Christ, walking by faith, because that gives you a buoyancy and an energy and a strength the unbeliever knows nothing about. Right? I mean, if I'm going to get hit by a big bad dude, I want to get hit by a big bad dude with Jesus on my side and Jesus on the inside. And, and, and it, it, there's a very important thing that we need to recognize and realize and appreciate, and that's this. Solomon said it this way. He said, he said, the race doesn't go to the fast or the quick, and the battle doesn't always go to the strong. Jesus said it this way. Jesus said, he who endures until the end will be saved. Life is littered with very talented people who quit. You hear what I'm saying? Life is littered with potential champions who got hit one time too many and crawled into a hole and now they're waiting to die. But that ought not to be truly said of any believer. If we are a believer, we are called to live our life in the ring. Paul called it, Paul said that we're an army and we are involved or engaged in a fight of faith. You hearing me? Amen. So we're called, ordained by God to live in the middle of the ring, on, not to crawl into a hole Amen. and wait for the rapture. Right. Right. No, 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 no. The glory of God is not found in the hole. The glory of God is found at the end of the fight when His people are standing in the middle of the ring with their hands lifted in victory. Amen? Amen? Amen. But faith does not promise you that you'll never take a hit. Before I chase too many rabbits, let's just go ahead and get started. If you would, open up your Bibles or cast your eyes up on the screen. And I want to share uh, two verses, and I'm going to read it out of two different translations. Out of 2 Corinthians chapter 8, or I'm sorry, chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 8 and 9. I want to read it first out of the Amplified. Paul said this, We are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way. Now, let me stop right here for a second, because it's important that you realize who's saying this. This is not a complainer. This is not someone who is well-versed in negativity. This is the apostolic voice of Paul. 
Paul knew faith. Y'all know that, right? I mean, in Romans chapter 10, I've always said Paul was the first word of faith preacher. That's why I'm not ashamed if someone says, oh, you're just one of those word of faith preachers. Yep. Ain't ashamed of it. Paul was the first. In fact, in Romans chapter 10, he's the one that said the word of faith which we preach. Right? Paul went on in Galatians chapter 2, and he understood faith so well. He said, listen, I need you all to understand something. I ain't me. I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet it's not me that lives. It's Christ living in me. And he said, the life that I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God. So Paul understood faith. And yet Paul, a man of faith and power, see, listen, you, I'm going to try, Lewis, where's Lewis at? Lewis not here? I'm going to try not to do too, he, he told me my rabbit trails are anointed. I'm not going to try to chase too many anointed rabbits today. But to be victorious does not mean we deny the obvious. If you're obviously in a fight, the victory is not in denying it. The victory is in stating a greater truth. I'm going through hell, but I'm walking on the water with Jesus. I'm going through something, but God has got my hand. It's not the denying of a fact, it's the stating of a greater fact. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. You understand? So when Paul was said these words, he wasn't being negative. He was trying to prepare the people of God for life. So he says, we are hedged in, pressed on every side, troubled and oppressed in every way, but not cramped or crushed. We suffer embarrassments and are perplexed and unable to find a way out, but never driven to despair. Verse 9, we are pursued, persecuted and hard driven, but not deserted to stand alone. We are struck down to the ground, but never struck out and destroyed. Mm. Let me read it to you again out of the New Living Translation. Verse 8, chapter 4. We are pressed on every side by troubles, but we are not crushed. We are perplexed, but not driven to despair. We are hunted down but never abandoned by God. We get knocked down, but we are not destroyed. Paul is the one who said, I believe it's in Romans 8, he said, we are more than conquerors. So what he's saying here, listen, you may feel like you're getting hunted down. You may be knocked down, but you ain't destroyed. Your dreams are not lost. Your usefulness to life and to the kingdom are not gone. See, here's what I want to say to you this morning. Getting knocked down is not a sign of inadequacy. It's not a sign of weak faith. It's not a sign that you are deficient somehow. Getting knocked down only proves two things. Are you ready for this? Here's the two things. If you have ever been knocked down, suffered a setback, it proves only two things. One, it proves you're human. You carry a great treasure, but you're still an earthen vessel. And every fighter has suffered a knockdown. Everyone. It doesn't matter how big, how bad, how talented, how fast, how strong, somebody landed a lick. 
Hmm? Faith never promises you that you will not take a hit. Never does. So faith doesn't promise you you won't take a hit. And get, getting a hit does not prove that you lack faith. Again, it proves that you're human. And it proves this. It proves you're in the fight. And that's a good thing. See, some of you, the reason you've taken a hit is because you are living by faith. The reason why you're facing so much opposition and so many opponents is not because you're weak, it's because you're strong beyond your understanding. And the enemy of life is afraid that one day you will wake up and realize your God-given potential and become who God called you to be. So he wants to attack you now and convince you that the reason you keep suffering setback after setback after setback is because you're nothing. And the truth of the matter, the reason he opposes you so violently is because he's afraid of the something you are. And the something you are is special. Are y'all here this morning? So I want to share with you that you, listen, if you get, don't ever, man, these rabbits are all over the place. Don't ever, everyone say, Pastor, I'm listening. If you've gotten knocked down, feel like you got kicked in the gut by life and you find yourself flat on your keister. For those of you not raised in the north, that means you're behind. (laughs) Never allow any voice, including your own, to add to the pressure of the moment condemnation. No matter what position you are in, there is now therefore no condemnation just because you got knocked down doesn't mean the fight's over just because you got knocked down listen your life is not a snapshot anyone at any moment you take a snapshot of the life it can look like they're nothing it can look like they're defeated but your life is not a snapshot it's a full-blown motion picture and you gotta watch until the credits begin to roll Because every believer, if they're walking by faith, they find their footing again. So don't add condemnation to the moment. Hallelujah, Father. Go to the book of Proverbs, chapter 24. And this is where we'll get started. Proverbs, chapter 24. The title of this morning's message is, Get Back Up. Get back up. Oh, but pastor, I've been out of the game for 10 years. Then it's high time for you to get back up. But pastor, I've been, I got knocked. I mean, I, you don't understand. I got hurt 15 years ago. It's time to get back up. Proverbs chapter 24, verse 16. For a righteous man, everyone say a righteous man. A righteous man falls seven times. Now, I, I, I don't put a lot of stock in it. It's interesting from time to time to look it up. But if you study the uh, numerology, the biblical numerology, it's interesting. And in that, the number seven is completion, right? So if you were to add that to this, it wouldn't alter it. That the righteous man is knocked out completely. At least that's how it appears. You understand what I'm saying? I mean, even a righteous man can take such a shot from the enemy 
And some of you have had this shot. I mean, when you feel it before it connects, you know it's about to hurt. And when it connects, the wind leaves your lungs. Your knees buckle, your eyes roll back in your head, your tongue flops out of your mouth, and you're laying on the ground, and everybody that sees your situation thinks you're done. Because you're knocked out completely. But that's not how the verse ends. Shall we keep reading? The righteous man falls seven times and rises again. There, listen, if you've ever watched any boxing movie, especially Rocky, you know that when you've taken a hit and he, the enemy thinks he's got you because nobody recovers from that kind of hit. Nobody recovers from that kind of abandonment. Nobody recovers from that kind of death, that kind of divorce, that kind of pain. Nobody recovers and he thinks he's got you. You're knocked out completely. And you rise again. That'll freak the enemy out. Because the enemy will look and think, what does it take to keep this woman of God down? What does it take to keep this man of God down? I hit him as hard as I could, and they're getting back up. I hit him as hard as I could, and they're rising to their feet, and they're singing the same old songs. They're quoting old verses. What does it take to keep them down? And the answer is more than you got, dum-dum. Because greater is he that is in me than the fool I'm facing down. You don't think I'm going to overcome this. You don't know my God. You don't think I'm going to overcome this. You don't know his word. And I've hidden his word in my heart. I've got resources on the inside you don't know nothing about. So when you think I'm down and you think I'm out, keep watching. Because I may have suffered a setback, but I'm going to get back up. Amen? Another way of saying this is just looking at it for what it says. A righteous man falls seven times, but he gets back up. Here's what I want you to get out of this. All you have to do is get up one more time than you've been knocked down. That's the secret of life. That's the secret of being a champion. Being a champion never got knocked down. You may get knocked down every three minutes. But as long as your number of rises exceeds your number of falls by one, just by one. All I got, you getting this? All I got to do is get up one more time than I've been knocked down. And I will end this fight as a champion. When the bell rings, I will be standing on my feet, not sitting down. A righteous man falls seven times. Your falls don't define you as long as you get back up. Your mistakes don't confine you as long as you get back up. Amen. Your failures, your losses, your mistakes, your tragedies, none of them will define you as long as you make a decision. Do you hear that word? Yes. Everyone say decision. decision. You've got to decide, I ain't staying down. Yes. I'm getting back up. I'm going to overcome this. I'm going to use as much word as I know, and the word I don't know, I'll look it up. 
but I am going to use his word and I'm going to get back up. This is not how my life will end. My life will not end with me in poverty. My life will not end with me in disease. My life will not end with me being weak. My life will not end with me being knocked down. Because I'm going to get back up. And getting knocked down, for listen, always the religious among you and in your life, they will point out the number of times you got knocked down. Because it's, it's the doctrine of the Pharisees that demands perfection that they even don't achieve. But they look at your mistakes and say you can never amount to anything. God can never use you because of this or because of that or because you did this or you did that. Listen, can I touch a sacred cow? If God can use a donkey, he can use a divorced person. Yeah, just never allow someone to disqualify someone God has qualified. And God qualifies you not based on your achievements or your tragedies. He qualifies you based upon the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ, which covers every transgression and every mistake. Though I fall seven times, do not label me as someone who failed because I will rise again. I will find a way. I might have to crawl to the wall. I might have to use the wall as support, but I will crawl and scratch my way back to my feet. Because faith never promised me that I wouldn't get knocked down. But the Bible did say the righteous man will rise again. Yes, Hallelujah. I find a deal of strength in that one, don't you? Yes, Hallelujah, Father. Whew. Hmm. Go to Psalms 37, verse 23. While you're turning there, i got to share this story with you. Years ago, I sat across the table from one of our church members whose life was a constant series of mistakes, messes, and tragedies. And they said to me, Pastor, I can't keep this up. The struggle is too hard. It's taking too long. I just can't do this anymore. I really feel like going back into the world. Life was easier then. And they said, that I, just can't put, I just can't struggle anymore. And I certainly didn't mean to diminish the pain of the moment nor the struggle they were in. But up out of my inner man, a smile came across my face. And I lifted my hands. And I looked at them and I said, you're struggling? They said, yeah. And I was like, glory to God! Hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus! You're struggling! And they looked at me like I'd gone insane. But that's okay, because if we're walking by faith, they're going to think you're crazy from time to time. Because you'll begin to praise Him in the middle of your storm. You'll begin to praise Him in the midst of your trouble. When you're walking down the, gro when you're walking down the aisle of the grocery store, you'll get a little bit Church of God on. Why? Because when I think of His goodness... And what he's done for me. And you know people are going to look at you like, are they having a seizure? Just let them think what they want to think. But you and I need to learn how to be a little bit fanatical again. Our grandparents understood how to be fanatical, and they received the supernatural aid of God. Some of us are just too dignified for the supernatural. 
We're not willing to do what David did. Oh, we say, I dance like David. David didn't dance like this. <laughs> David danced his clothes off. It, I guess it comes down to how much do you want his help? Yeah, that's right. Y'all get what I'm saying? That's right. <sighs> yes. I, be, I lifted my hands and I, I looked at this person and I said, thank God you're struggling. And she looked at me and she said, what do you mean, thank God? The struggle hurts. And I said, I know it does, baby, but listen to me. A struggle is a good thing because that means you haven't given up yet. It means you haven't quit yet. The devil's trying to get you to quit. The devil doesn't want to struggle with you. He wants you to quit. He wants you to do what Job's wife said to Job. Why don't you just curse God and die? Why don't you just give up on your dreams? Give up on your family? Give up on your destiny? Crawl into a hole and wait to die. That's what he wants. So if you're struggling, that's a great thing because it's a sign. I ain't done yet. I haven't given up. And I'm going to keep wrestling until I'm victorious. And when I said it that way, she said, well, I guess it's okay then. I said, keep struggling, baby. Keep struggling. Keep fighting. It doesn't matter how many times he hits you. Hit him. And when you get up, listen, when you get up off your backside, look at him and say, you hit like a girl. No offense. I'm not trying to, it's just a statement. I know I've seen some women I don't want to get hit by. But it's just a statement. Look at him and say, listen, is that the best you've got? Never let the enemy know how much it hurt. That's deeper than y'all realize right there. Never let the enemy know by coming. Don't tell everyone how much it hurt. You can have a couple counselors in your life and you can sit down, but don't tell, don't put it on Facebook and tell everyone how much pain you're in. That lets the devil know. Make the devil confused by him, you taking his best shot, getting up and looking at him and say, is that all you got? Is that the best you can hit? Many years ago, there was an American warrior in the Navy whose ship had taken heavy fire. It was about to sink. He was outmanned and outnumbered. And when the commander of the enemy fleet called for his surrender, he defiantly stated, I've not yet begun to fight. And that, that's the way you and I ought to be. When everything within us and everyone around us is saying, why don't you just quit? How many of you ever heard this? If it was God, it wouldn't be so hard. Says who? No, listen... Normally when it is God, that's why it's so hard. David, go look, in, go look in, David's life was relatively easy until he got anointed. Once he got anointed, that's when his troubles really began. Before that, all he had to do was deal with a lion and a bear. After that, he had to deal with a mad king, assassins, and everyone turning against him. Oh, well, Pastor, if it was God, it wouldn't be so hard. No. Once again, I'm going to tell you, one of the reasons why you're taking so many shots is because you're just foolish enough to stand in the middle of the ring. You're standing there like nobody that got a lick of sense, and you're just quoting the Word of God, getting hit. But you ain't going down, and you ain't quitting. And it's that type of person, he who endures till the end, he who stands there like this. Come on, baby. I'm... 
I might be Fred Sanford, but I'm going to win. Hallelujah, Father. Where did I tell you to go? Psalms 37. The steps of a good man are directed and established by the Lord. Hallelujah. When he delights in his way, and get this, and he, capital H, he busies himself with every one of his steps. Remember I told you last week the Lord is not apathetic. He's not an emotional cripple and he's not detached. He is involved in our lives. But if we read this, we understand even with the Lord involved in our lives, you still have an enemy. The Bible does not paint a portrait of a life victorious as a life unopposed. In fact, I want, can I say this to you? The, 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 the greatness of a victory is determined by the greatness of the enemy. Can I say that again so you get it? The greatness of a victory is determined by the greatness of the enemy. If a 225-pound NFL lineman, a running back, runs over a five-year-old, that ain't no big deal. But it's when he runs down someone bigger than himself and stands over that giant and laughs. That's a victory. And see, you and I, listen, we might be facing something we never wanted to face. And it might seem like this enemy's bigger than Goliath was. But you've got to remember, no weapon formed against you can prosper. No weapon, no weapon, no weapon, no weapon. It doesn't matter how fancy the weapon. It doesn't matter how many times that weapon is launched. And this, the Bible does not say the weapon will never be launched. It just says it won't prosper. He'll launch it, but it ain't going to do what he sent it to do. Because he didn't send it to tire you out. He sent it to kill you. And you might be exhausted, and you might be weary, but you ain't dead, so it didn't work. Hallelujah, Father. So verse 24, though he falls, who falls? The good man. The man whose steps were directed by God. Can I say it again? Don't be condemned because you took a shot. That's not a sign that your faith was weak especially those of us that come from the Word of Faith camp, and I'm one of them. We're so quick to label each other as defeated. Well, if you walked in faith, you wouldn't be going through that. Says who? It's not in the Bible. In the Bible, it says I'm going to go through some things, but I'm always coming through them. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I ain't living here. I'm going through a battle right now, but don't give up on me because I am coming through this thing. And when I come out the other side, I'm going to be so much stronger than I... You'll never really know, listen, going back, you'll never know how strong God is in you until you face a strong opponent. You'll never really appreciate His greatness if it's unopposed. It's when you face something that's truly terrible and you overcome it that you step over and you look back and think, oh my God, oh my God. Did you know they said that was going to kill me? Did you know they said that was going to bankrupt me? Did you know? Everyone prophesied my defeat. But OMG. My God didn't abandon me just because everyone else did. My God didn't. Just because everyone else said I was going to be defeated, my God never prophesied my defeat. And that brings us back to whose report? Amen. 
will you believe? I'm going to believe what he says. And he's, listen, I, I know I say this to you almost every week, but I want you to get it. He's the only one that has never said a derogatory thing about you. He's never, ever prophesied your defeat. He's never abandoned you. He's never left you. Just because you find yourself on your backside does not mean God left you. I'm going to show you in just a second. When you fall, he reaches out his hand. He doesn't run away. God is not ashamed to be seen with someone that looks as tattered as you do. Because you've taken some shots. You've got some bruises. Paul said he carried in his body the scars. But God, God ain't looking to be associated with perfect people. He's looking to be associated with passionate people. People who won't quit. People who won't want to... I may not have on the clothes of a high priest because I'm too tattered, I'm too battered. The devil tore my shirt off. But I ain't leaving. Because see, this little plot of ground, this is my plot of ground. This is where the Lord told me to stand. He said, plant your flag here. This is your dream. This is your destiny. How many of you, just, mm, how many of you ever played when you were a child the king of the mountain? If you didn't, right after church, we're going to do it. The king of the mountain wasn't, the winner wasn't determined in the middle of the game. See, because a lot of different people would occupy the top. Because they would gang up on you and get you off. But the key was, when the game ended, be the one on the top. Whatever you got to do, be on the top. When the game's over, be on the top. What am I saying to you? When this game is over. You be on the top. You might be under right now, but listen, as long as you're under, it ain't over. It can't end with you underneath. Oh, I don't want to jump too far ahead. But if y'all mess with me, I'll jump ahead. Though he falls, he shall not be utterly cast down. Why? I love this. For the Lord grasp his hand in support. Isn't his mercy amazing? It doesn't even really matter why you fell. It could be because somebody knocked you down. It could be because you did something stupid. The Lord doesn't leave you either way. When you fall, he reaches out his hand. And grasp him in support and upholds him. I love the imagery of this. And if you would, Sister Fowler, put up that slide. You remember the story of Peter, right? Peter got out of the boat. The environment was hostile. The wind was blowing. The waves were rolling. And Peter was walking on the water. Suddenly, the waves got his attention. The waves had always been there. You following me? But Peter had another focus. Looking unto Jesus the author and the finisher of our faith. The wind was always howling, but Peter wasn't distracted by the wind as long as he had his focus on Jesus. But when his focus changed and suddenly he saw as if for the first time what had always been there, he sank, not slowly, but like a rock sat on the water. Suddenly he was gone. And when his head bobbed back up, he cried out for the Lord to save him. 
Here's what I want you to see. This is the imagery. The Lord reached down and grabbed him. The Lord, listen, I want you to hear this. The Lord could have very easily spoken to the wind. He did it in another time at another place. The Lord could have very easily spoken to the waves and caused them. He did it at another time in another place. But the Lord is an amazing personality in this. He never seems to do the same thing the same way two times. At one time, He proved Himself the master of the sea and the storm by speaking to it and causing it to be still. But in this situation, He didn't. And in the book of Psalms, He didn't. He reached down in the trouble and pulled Him up. In one instance, he proved himself the master of the environment. In the other situation, he proved himself a helper in a time of trouble. You following me? But whether he reveals himself as the master of your storm by causing it to be still, or he reveals himself as the very present help in the midst of your trouble, you ought to give him praise because either way, he has revealed himself. And He is still God. He is still Jehovah. He is still the Lord. Whether He speaks and causes it to be quiet or He reaches down and helps you in it. I'm just like you. Most of the time I wish He would just speak to it. But I believe that He has a reason for not always quieting the waves. I believe that sometimes He's trying to reveal to you you're stronger than you think you are. I don't always need to pacify you to rescue you. I'm going to say la that one for just a moment if you all don't mind. Go to the book of Psalms. I got three more minutes and three more pages. It is hot in here. I got my cleave rag. Notice I dab. I was on television one time and they dabbed me because I was sweating. I thought, I am a Mary Kay man. (laughs) Psalm 40, verse 2. Listen to this. He drew me up out of a horrible pit, a pit of tumult and of destruction, out of the miry clay, the froth and the slime, and set my feet upon a rock, steadying my steps and establishing my goings. He has put a new song in my mouth, a song of praise to our God. Many shall see and fear, revere and worship and put their trust and confident reliance in the Lord. Do you know why they're going to see and fear? Because ain't no one ever got up out of a position like that before. Everyone in their family died when they got that prognosis. But not you. Everyone else, their life ended when that happened. But not you. Everyone else went away when they got such a beating. But not you. Why? Because you heard from someone somewhere once upon a time, you can get back up after a setback. You can get that your life is not destined to be lived laying on your back. You were destined to find your footing again and stand up. Stand and see the salvation of the Lord. In fact, let me go there and then that's where we'll close. No, that's not where we'll close. Go to Deuteronomy. I got one more minute. Deuteronomy chapter 28. 
As I said to you, it, it, it can't end with you on the bottom. It's never over until you're on top. Deuteronomy 28, verse 13. The Lord will make you the head, not the tail. Is that the word of the Lord or not? So if you're not the head, it ain't over. And you only will be above and not be underneath. If you listen to the commandments of the Lord your God, which I charge you today to observe them carefully. When I was a kid, and I'm going to bring this to my first closing. When I was a kid, I grew up in Michigan on the Great Lakes, and every summer we'd go down to the beach with these beach balls. How many of you, have ever, how many of you even know what a beach ball is? When I was a kid, we'd go down to the beach with these beach balls, and most of the time the beach balls were as big as we were. And we would play a game, and this was our game. You grew up in a small town, you've got to learn how to be creative because you ain't got much to entertain you. And we certainly didn't have Xboxes back then. We had beach balls. And we would go down to the water, and this was the game we would do. We would all get in a circle with our beach balls, and we would try to lie on top of our beach ball, shove it under the water, and the one that kept the ball under the longest was the winner. I discovered by experience the beach ball always won. Because there's a buoyancy in the beach ball. Hear me when I say this. This is powerful. As long as the beach ball wasn't deflated, as long as you don't lose your faith, as long as you don't quit. Listen, if you get knocked down and decide to stay down, that's your choice. That's not God's ordination. Don't ever say God ordained me to defeat because God never ordained you to defeat. God never ordained you to be underneath. He said, I'm going to make you the head and not the tail. You're going to be above only and not beneath. That's his ordination. We would try to hold these beach balls under, but inevitably the beach ball would flip us over. And we'd be holding on to it like this underwater because the beach ball would be on top. Steve will remember years ago I preached a message, Beach Ball Christianity. Because as long as you don't lose your faith, as long as you don't decide I'm going to crawl into the hole, you can't lose. You can't lose. It doesn't matter how much it hurt. Listen to me. It doesn't matter how much it hurt. Keep moving. Get back to your feet and keep moving. And the devil will see it and be afraid. People will see it and be amazed. And they're going to wonder, what does it take to keep this person down? And the answer is now, as it always has been, there ain't nothing that can keep me down. Because you can't bury the truth, and I'm building my life on the truth. And the truth is, greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. And ain't no weapon, I'm going to say it over and over, ain't no weapon can prosper. Arrows might be flying all over the place, and I duck and weave like Muhammad Ali. But even if I get hit, I keep moving. Hmm. All right, last verse. 1 Samuel chapter 12, verse 16. Sometimes it takes all you can do to stand back up. It takes all you can do to lift your hands, but you ought to do it. Because there's some things you're going to see by standing up you'll never see when you're lying down. Even now, the Bible says, take your stand and see this great thing which the Lord will do before your eyes. Do you see that? Even now, even now, after all this time and all these setbacks and all the pain you've gone through, 
even now. But, oh, pastor, you got to understand, I've been not, every time I've tried, I've gotten knocked back. Every time I've taken a step of faith, it's ended in failure. Even now. When is it time to quit? Are you dead? No, then it's too early. Because as long as there's breath in your lungs, as long as you're on this planet, you keep pressing, you keep fighting, you keep swinging. I don't know if y'all getting this. If I say the name to you, Babe Ruth, y'all ever heard that name? If you've heard that, usually it's connected with home run king. But did you know he was also the strikeout king? But most people don't associate his name with striking out. Why? Because he didn't go away the first time he struck out. He didn't say, well, you know what? If it was God, I'd hit the ball every time. If it was God, I would have hit a home run. Every... No, no, no. Even though he struck out, he'd get back in the... Amen. I'm going to try one. And that's what you and I need to do. Please hear me when I say it. I know you've been disregarded by a thousand other people. But you need to realize how special you are. That the gifting and the talent, the dream he's placed within you, it's too precious to go take to heaven with you. Please don't die with all of that inside you. Leave it on the planet for your children and their children. Go ahead and stand to your feet. And I want you to make a declaration, Pastor Cleve, as you come to close us out. Don't forget this evening, if you want to come back, we're going to have popcorn. Bring your own drinks. And y'all weren't Pentecostal enough for the hot dogs yet. <clears throat> I want you to lift your hands to the Lord. And I want you to make a faith declaration. You know, the Bible says for a reason over and over and over again, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous, be strong and courageous. So here's what I want you to say with me. Father... In Jesus' name, I choose to be strong in the strength of your might. And I choose to be courageous by the power of your word and your spirit. I will not quit. And I cannot be defeated. I will get back up. Though I fall, Seven times, I'll get back up and I'll move forward. I will not be denied. In Jesus' name, I will end this fight in a place of victory. For that's my destiny and that's my calling. In Jesus' name, give the Lord a hand clap.